0: Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind just hitting the subscribe button, like, sharing the video. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Enjoy. It was at this moment that he knew he bucked up. Now he fucked up! Now he fucked up! Now he fucked up! fucked up! fucked up!
1: Now you have fucked up! You, you have like-
0: fucked up now. Sorry, I couldn't <laughs> have helped myself. <laughs> I, do. I was saying this earlier that my parents, when they first heard that, yeah. were like... Why is what? that your intro? <laughs> and now it's like, you, if you can't handle that, you probably shouldn't watch the podcast. Yeah, it's a, like, it's a good way to be like, hey, this is what we're about to be doing. For real. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I really do. And all right. So we're going to see Doug Stanhope tonight. Yes, after I'm looking the recording forward to it, of this, yeah. we're going to see Doug Stanhope. And he's the one of the people where it's like, he was one of my favorites, like yeah. starting out. And that's why, I hate people who get all like offensive to for being the point of being offensive. Because like, you mean offended? No, offensive. Oh, like, okay. Oh, who, you're like, talking about the actual comics, not the, the actual, actual yeah. comics who like try to be Doug Stanhope, right? But aren't actually uh,
1: Doug Stanhope. Yeah, like I mean, I would say a lot of them don't understand the intricacies behind it. You know, it's like the same with Alan Fitzgerald. Right. Not to bring up a local comic, but it's the same thing. We're like, yes, you know. Oh, awesome. So you guys are aware of <laughs> how he does things. It's it's so funny because like he will say some of the most offensive shit I've ever heard, but it's so clever in how he's saying it, that it is funny. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people just think, oh, if you just say this word, then that's the joke. And it's like, no, it's not. Now, maybe they should be given the right to say that to
0: try and find the joke. But that's, you know, it takes time. Yeah, it's hard. I forget who said it. And it's something that people say a lot. But as much of a right as you have to say something offensive, people have the right to be offended at that equally. And when I was younger like when I first hear Doug Stanhope, Stanhope and I first got into him, I don't know if I would agree with that as much. Mm. But the older I get and the more I do want to be compassionate and yeah. learn compassion, I really do care about like not hurting people's feelings yeah. in the way where it's like I'm doing it just cuz I'm mean. Not in the way where it's like, if you're ignorant, you're not getting where I'm coming from.
1: Right. Like, I mean, I don't like I feel like uh, I, I agree with you. Like everybody has a right to get offended. Um, it's really just how do you handle that? Like, do you handle that as an adult or do you handle that as a child? And I think a lot of the problems that people have with those who get offended is they don't handle it exactly the right way. Yeah, You know, like if you get offended at a comedy show, the right way to handle it is not to like interrupt the show for everybody else who's clearly enjoying themselves. Maybe just get up quietly and
0: leave. You know, like that's totally fine. I would love to imagine the person who sees a movie and like doesn't like the movie, so just in the theater they stand up and start yelling. <laughs> they don't like it. I am very this upset movie. Right now. I am very upset. I don't like what you're doing. You go up to I the projectors. It.
1: You're like, do you? Can you? How can you live with yourself? <laughs> Turning the dial to make this movie happen in front of us. You know what? Honestly though, uh, when my friends and I went to go see the Avatar uh, live action movie. Uh, I don't know if you're a fan of Avatar: Last Airbender. I used to watch one as a kid. I yeah. Never even oh, saw it so before. like we were at, like, it was one of the shows we loved to watch when we just like would get super high and just watch it. And so when the live action came out, we were all excited, and it was just such a pile of dog shit. Like it was so offensive to us. I almost felt the need to do that. So <laughs> yeah. I guess I, you know, here I am being a bit of a hypocrite because I guess I do get that feeling. <laughs> I like, I me, yeah. But even then, even when I was sixteen
0: and high off my mind, I was like, let's just leave. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh my! I. Uh, what's the? Well, I'll tell the it's, uh, the worst heckle I think I've ever seen. I saw someone stage uh, charge the stage at Joe Rogan, okay. but that's not the way. By worst. the way, out of all the comics to like charge at, don't charge at Joe. Rogan. I mean, <laughs> <He'll> roundhouse <laughs> kick you right He'll off. the will fuck stage. you up. They'll <laughs> just yell "World Star" and you'll see black. He and... has a roundhouse <laughs> kick so powerful.
1: Fucking MMA fighters, go and study from him.
0: <laughs> <Blank>. <laughs> don't but... charge Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> it in 2016. I saw Mark Normand at Laugh Boston. Oh, that must this have been was fun. Before, you know. Yeah. It was like 15 people in the audience. Oh, damn. So Ooh. it was like right before he kind of blew up a little bit. Yeah. 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 No one knew who we were yeah. this. One of the people in the audience was a girl he brought from Tinder. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and she was not a fan of the show. Oh. <laughs> within 15 minutes of it starting. Uh. And he was like, he even he's like, I brought you here. Like, I usually I can blame a friend, but it's like, this is my fault. And he has a joke. I don't know if he does it anymore where he goes, a oh, girls love saying Lena Dunham is beautiful until you s- compare them to her. <laughs> that's a pretty good joke. And the girl was like, that's not true. He's like, what? Like, you look like Lena Dunham. Very beautiful. And as if she didn't hear the joke, got so upset <laughs> got so fucking upset and like left and yeah. then after the show ended he, i had talked to him beforehand But i was like trying to get a picture of him yeah. he's like he's he's in the bathroom hiding from her right because right. he does not want he's to do like, this hey come back in here when you see you're gone like, <laughs> <"Hey."> <laughs> that's the worst heckle but he brought it <sighs> upon himself Oh, but it's so
1: funny for him to like, well, for her to just fall into that, too. Like, it's so much fun when a heckler falls into a bit. Oh, 100%. Just so perfectly. But
0: uh, I uh, I had someone yell when I first started comedy. I, uh, I had someone yell, get this Jew-haired motherfucker oh, off Jesus the stage. Christ
1: oh man all right how do you even handle that one yeah
0: he was wearing a good charlotte t-shirt so i let him have it (laughs) (laughs) no al Christakis was right next to him Uh, and he was like he was so nervous he was like yeah and ran off uh i had a i
1: had a i had a heckle Resolve itself once, which I always thought was fun. <laughs> so, like, I did this joke that they were barely paying attention to. And so, if you don't pay attention to it, it, it does sound offensive. It's fine. It's whatever. But as my show, like, as I progressed, they, this one table just started getting angrier and angrier. Like, they were still just festering on that one <laughs> joke. And so, by the time I'm like doing like my main punchline, like my main bit, right? My main, yeah, like, yeah she just starts going they're not laughing because of you and i was just like and i'm like about to say something because she just ruined the fucking pause of the bit and the whole deal and then this one drunk asshole was like yes we fucking are Uh (laughs) i was like all right (laughs) i didn't even have to
0: touch that high five and walked off (laughs) you handed the mic to him and walked to it (laughs) thanks (laughs) buddy i uh I had a, I had a woman when I first started, I would do mixed open mics on Cape Cod and I like mixed open mics because no one wants to hear comedy. Yeah, especially when they're at a dive bar. No, yeah. and it's all drunk. People yeah. people would throw drinks at me. Yeah, like and that's I would how you, have, you know, that's how you like really learn how to be a comic mm-hmm. real quick. I remember I, I was dating a Puerto Rican girl at the time and I had a joke about dating a puerto rican exactly. girl and that's the only reason i think you'd bring it up and for this, you. yeah for real
1: <laughs> once i once we broke up i'm like i can't puerto, you know
0: puerto ricans find me attractive you ever i mean you started stand up in your relationship so you don't no no actually i didn't i didn't i oh. uh, i started uh stand up a year before i met abby okay so were you ever in a relationship serious when you got out of it and then you're like all these jokes just seem hateful now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All the jokes that what I was doing about uh, her to- when we were together yeah. was funny, but when you're not together you're like It's almost. Yeah, oh, <laughs> so you're like the jokes about being in a relationship. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, see, I never had
1: that. Uh I had jokes about like pre past relationships and those were also still
0: pretty fucking hateful. But <laughs> yes. I just could We'll see. All right. We both Do you want to What You had like a real hallucinogen period in your life. Yeah. A real serious one. Yeah. But I feel, do you see it as like a drug problem in your life or do you come out of it with like compassion or caring Um, for the universe or for (laughs) mankind? Yeah. (laughs) I mean,
1: so I always did consider psychedelics uh, more of a spiritual experience than a party experience um, as I got more comfortable with them, there were times when I could, you know, like take a hit of acid and just, you know, to go to a show and enjoy myself. But particularly when I started taking them, I was like, I'm going to learn something new about myself and this is why I'm doing it. Um, and yeah, it changed me. I mean, I think the, one of the last times I ever did psychedelics, uh, I was in college and uh, I was looking around my apartment and it was just trash because like we had just uh, done midterms. And, you know, when you, I mean, your mom did all of your schoolwork for you. But like when real people are doing school, <laughs> like taking care of your apartment, all that shit goes by the wayside, <laughs> right? You're yeah, just trying real. to get the papers yeah. done. You're my, just trying to study. My room, always very clean. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> you didn't have to worry <laughs> about <laughs>
0: that. Much. That was the order
1: I kept. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm looking around and it's just it's a fucking garbage heap. And all of a sudden, you know, you just get that feeling that you sometimes get in psychedelics where it's like, oh, I got to change this. (laughs) But what's fun is uh, more often than not, then you get this real excitement feeling in your stomach. There's like, wait, I can change it, you know, which I feel like normally when you're like running through your life day to day, you have that self-defeated part. But you never get the excitement of,
0: oh, I can do something about it. You're just yeah, like, yeah.
1: oh, you're a piece of shit, and then you go and do something else.
0: But that can go wrong when you trip. Because so, when I when yes. I was in college, <laughs> and I think it was one of the first times I tripped. It was by myself, and I took way more than I meant to mm-hmm. of mushrooms. I uh, <laughs> I was like. I'm a fat, lazy yeah. piece of shit. I'm watching TV. So I start, I go for a four mile jog and like jeans and a t-shirt <laughs> and I'm like, I'm also not writing comedy. So as I'm writing, I'm doing comedy out loud uh. and then laughing hysterically, <laughs> just run.
1: I just love just the idea right. of someone sitting on their porch having a beer and just watch this sweaty fat kid in jeans just being like, so you guys ever get on
0: an airplane? No, I, no, I was more just imagine the sweat fat, sweat. That should be a term for fat and sweaty. sweaty sweat sweat. Look at this fucking sweat over here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're starting that <laughs> anyway
0: imagine the uh this sweat running yeah. by and i would whisper my jokes because i was still oh, scared sweet. of people <laughs> hearing my <laughs> jokes so i'd be like <laughs> so <laughs> that's oh, even worse that's just, even worse <laughs> just absolute
1: psychopath <laughs> did you ever have a mom where, you know, like those joggers in cities where they get to like a red light and they just jog and pace. Yes. Like you're just sitting there next to some baby. Uh, sorry, some woman with a baby in a stroller. And you're just like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably a cute baby. Probably. I was, I was like a horse with blinders. Because you insane. still know what you're doing.
1: Oh, that's a wild fucking story.
0: That helped me run, though, because now I run. Like, I ran today. Yeah. And... And it's crazy how psychedelics can do that for you. Yeah, you know. Um,
1: although you you call them hallucinogens, we always called them psychedelics when I was a kid.
0: I will say though, I uh, hallucinogens is such. When I movies fuck it up because yeah. when I took mushrooms, I thought I was gonna see like purple elephants, no, and like crazy shit. You see sacred geometry. Yes, that's all you see. That's the best way geometry. to put it. Yeah, like and isn't it funny how like
1: the depending on the drug you take, it depends on like it'll change the geometry you see. Do you get that? Yeah, it's 100%. like like if you're on shrooms, you will see. I always felt like when I was on shrooms, the patterns I saw felt more natural, like more like of the earth, where when I was taking LSD, the patterns I saw were a
0: lot sharper. Like a lot, a lot tighter corners, very clean. I've only done acid once. Okay. I've, um, mushrooms, I've done countless times. Yeah. But acid, I only did once. I like mushrooms because it's natural. Yeah. Like, I I honestly
1: think like if you you know if if you know to the your thirteen year old listeners out there if you really want to get into
0: the the <laughs> say to my thirteen <laughs> listeners out there, <laughs> I have thirteen thirteen year old. Yeah,
1: exactly. The thirteen thirteen that should be a t shirt. But, uh, you know, no, I think like, I would
0: get canceled. Real quick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but for, for anyone like who's actually curious to try it. And I know there's like, you know, you, you, you can meet people who are like 28, 29, 30, 50, who are like, I've always wanted to try it. Honestly, if you just take shrooms and that's all you do, I think that's the best option. Yeah. Like all the other ones. Yeah, they do different things for you and they can be more intense. They can be less intense. But shrooms really are the, the and best. DMT. I like DMT. I like DMT, but too. I did it once. Yeah.
0: And it's funny because the things I said when I was a kid, I was told that I was lazy mm-hmm. and I was told that I had an addictive personality. Well, one of those are still true. <laughs> <laughs> Both of them are true. Yeah. But like I was able to quit booze like I yeah. didn't get addicted to like DMT like I wasn't doing it every day. Yeah. Like mushrooms I can keep i hate like i don't do it a ton acid i've only done it once yeah weed i smoke a yeah. shit ton of but i'm also not lazy and i feel like having those told to me as much as it sucked as a kid it was like maybe be like i'll prove you wrong yeah and well i mean
1: there is there's a there is definitely an advantage to knowing who you are as a person Right. So like I also have an incredibly addictive personality, but it is one of those things where it's like you can't just stop having an addictive person. It's who you are like you. Yeah. actually, I was my, my one. Uh, I had a therapist a long time ago tell me like people with this type of per- personality actually have a larger portion of their brain that receives dopamine. So the levels of dopamine that other people receive, that's good enough for them, for people like you, you actually need more. Yeah. Like you, you, you desire more. And so it's like, OK, so if it's part of my fucking biology, like it's going to be really difficult to change. So I've always found like how do, how do I utilize. How do I utilize it to my advantage? Like, how do I get addicted to
0: things that I want to be addicted, addicted to. to? Good things. Yeah, That's exactly. crazy that you say that yeah. because you haven't listened to my podcast. <laughs> I just for, and I forgot this is a self-help podcast with a bunch of fucking rappers and comedians on it. So maybe no, I can. <laughs> for but I did. <laughs> I'm doing what you do, motherfucker. After this, we're talking about how you love ruining lives. <laughs> I do. do. It is a pleasure. But I <laughs> do talk about getting addicted to good things. Like yeah. I know I have an addictive personality. So like I know if I can force myself into an addiction of yoga or meditating yeah. or running, then my body will get addicted. It'll adjust to it, to it and and that's good. Or the addictive feeling of sobriety. Yeah. Being like I do want to smoke a blunt sometimes. I do want a hookah. Yeah. But saying I'm three years clean of tobacco and nicotine is like, it's kind of addictive. It's, it's a to bit be of an like, obsession. Ooh, yeah. what number can I get to next? Yeah, you know, like, and we are addicted to numbers as humans.
1: Yeah. Well, and it is like, that's part of the addictive personality. It's like, it is to some degree an obsession. Like you obsess over things,
0: um, at least uh, person like it, that's for what me helps personally. It. Oh yeah. Just like, I think, you know, as I always say the pendulum swings both ways and yeah. things like being really funny or being very happy like being very funny and like a comedian also you have to get to the other end of the spectrum yeah. and that's where our darkness and our like seriousness yeah. maybe not seriousness but the darkness and the self-hatred comes in because you that's yourself? the, the <laughs> he really hasn't listened to my podcast no I don't think he's ever met me before <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when you oh my god, watching you, the reason I asked about the hallucinogens yeah. like did they make you a better person when well, they didn't? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> when we're at different that, person, but... when, yeah, when we're at that dinner, oh, for you, Mason's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and you did the uh the oh uh, there was a couple i'm just gonna give a quick yeah, overview and then them. no you then you tell the story because there was a couple and you they were like oh we've been together for three years now
1: no 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 oh no. uh,
0: uh, you you were yeah.
1: well okay so for the backstory of that is uh you know that was mason and all of his friends we didn't really know no. anybody but like you know good good on mason he's <sighs> you know he's trying to merge his out of comedy friends with his comedy friends. And so we're sitting there. We don't really know these people at all. And so it's you and me and we're sitting at the end of the table right next to this couple who, by the way, were very nice people. Very, nice, very, very nice. But so I just I'm bored like (laughs) I'm just bored. And I know I'm probably never going to see these people again. (laughs) So I, you know, what started as friendly conversation like, hey, how long have you two been together? And, you know, me mentioning I got married, all, all that kind of got around. So I was like, how long have you two been together? And they're like, what did they say? Uh, six years. And I was like, oh, so you're married. And they're like, no, no, we're, we're not married. And I was like, oh, yeah, Abby and I, we got married after four. Uh, we... <laughs> <laughs> or it might have been three. It might have been. yeah." Did you make up an engagement story? Too? No, I told them the real engagement story because it's a beautiful story. But like okay. I, my favorite part was I didn't lie to them at all i just told them the fact of my relationship to watch the guy be like what the fuck are you doing right now yeah and the girl just be like like kind of giving him a side eye like are you taking notes because you should be taking notes and it brought yeah. you so much joy I, uh, you look no. like a kid on and what's Christmas. so funny is i was doing that for myself i didn't think anyone was paying attention and then you kind of nudged me and you're like dude you are such an asshole
0: <laughs> It was hilarious to watch. It was you do get. I've seen you in a couple situations where you get joy from that. Yeah. I mean, I like to just stir the pot a little bit. And, you know,
1: I and, you know, that one was that was more mild. But like, I I do have situations where I really like if if I if I have a fundamental problem with you or I think, you know, you're stupid, you're hypocritical with what have you, I will fuck with you. Mm -hmm. And I'll fuck with you in a way where I kind of feel like I know how like I I've always felt that I once you learn a little bit from somebody like a lot of people who are not, I think, worth talking to kind of fill a stereotype in a way and i'm not talking about like racial stereotypes or anything i'm just talking about character arc stereotypes yeah there's like 12 people yeah exactly right (laughs) now the interesting people are the people who've evolved beyond those kind of like default templates but whenever you run into a default template it's really easy to fuck with them and they're always typically the most annoying people Mm -hmm. so it's just really nice to get a rise out of them and I've made a
0: bit of a hobby out of doing it. <laughs> yes. Do you have a favorite or did you ever really? Yeah. Did I you know. ever
1: like? S- s- set, no, set no, I, have, I have a 100%. For... Well, because I went to Clark, right? And Clark is a very, very liberal uh, school. And I'm a very liberal person, but I'm liberal in the way that like I've thought a lot about this. Right. Mm -hmm. Like and I'm like, I think this is what makes the most sense, whereas I feel like and this is the case for everybody with any ideology. There are people who've thought a lot about it. And then there are people who are like, yeah, this is mine. And they just kind of take the tenets of it as it comes without really giving it thought. And so at Clark, there were a lot of people who were just liberal for the sake of being liberal.
0: And a lot of those people don't talk to me anymore. Dude, oh my god. We'll talk about So I went to Wheaton College. Yeah. Which is so lib like super liberal. Yeah. And I have a minor in peace and social justice. <laughs> <laughs> this goes back to what we were talking about where it's like you can
1: take something very seriously and you can still joke about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I would go in those classes and I am liberal, yeah. but I've thought about the stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I would oh my god I would I remember I had a class called black hash the class was called hashtag black lives matter was it an interesting class it was taught by a white man (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) and I remember I mean I'm sure he did a great job I'm not no No, he he didn't this is why I don't like it's like i it's so easy there's such like i set him up for an easy question that i wanted to see i was like how do you feel about milo ianopoulos okay real easy one particularly for that (laughs) class you know for real i was like he's married to a black man yeah how do you feel very conservative and the guy was like you do not speak that name in this class oh, like Jesus he's Voldemort. Christ. It's like, all right, I, if that's what your logic, because I don't like Milo. I'm not a fan of his. I, you, I, I, I get what he's doing. I thought he said something.
1: He would say things very intelligently, but like. But he, then he would push too far. Yeah. And then when he, you know, started talking about, fucking underage boys i was like you know what yeah you kind but of you lose I any just credence wanted, with me i when just that happens. To
0: hear him say an intelligent like rebuttal against him because i haven't really like well it goes back to
1: like here is somebody who thought intelligently about tenets of a philosophy and disagreed with them and whenever he talks about that i was like yeah i kind of like would i, I might not agree with what you're saying but at least you're thoughtful about it and then, you know, the whole shit with the, the you know but the 14-year-old like, boys, I'm like, all right.
0: Well, you know what, Milo? That's that's on you, dude. When I was 16, when I went to that super liberal school, yeah. I feel like I leaned Wait, more you went to college when you were 16? No, I I mean, I guess when I was, uh when I was like 18. God, your 18, mom must have it, been really smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, like 18. She got you to skip some grades. Dude. Never skipped grades. Yeah, no. All right. So you're like 18. Uh, yeah, 18. I I was the super non thought provoking liberal school made me go more to the right. Cause yeah. I was like, at least these people, but then uh, you get out into the real world and you're like, Oh shit. That's not good at all. Yeah. And these people are in a bubble. Yeah. who don't understand. And it's like, I did fall more to the left then, Yeah, but it's like that having that bubble that circle that i was in almost pushed me out farther because they wouldn't yeah they would they would say don't say they, this wouldn't, name. Even they entertain wouldn't even the ideas yeah of like pr- i want to hear a point like i like being proven wrong in an intelligent yeah. way like give me a point that backs something else yeah and that and there were
1: definitely teachers who did that yeah and okay. I, w- I was definitely that to a certain degree although you know particularly in college if i had enough booze in me i was just i wanted to win the argument so i really stopped listening to the other side which is a character flaw but me too going back to like bubbles though i had the interesting experience of going to a catholic high school in virginia so the first people i was fucking with were super religious conservatives right like and you know like debating gays Uh, being in the military with people who actually felt they shouldn't be in the military, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And fucking with those people, right? Like fucking with some guy who thought abortion was murder and just fucking with him and like getting into a debate. I'm like, well, you know, isn't if you really believe that, then God is the biggest abortionist in the world (laughs) because most women who try and have a pregnancy lose it in a miscarriage. And if you think that's abortion, like that's God, right? That's
0: (laughs) You were like a troll. You're the yeah, exactly. And
1: so like I came to college literally being like, all right, so these people are the dumb people and I'm about to hang out with the liberals and they're definitely the smart people. And after four years, I'm like, oh, no, they're just all. Most people are just stupid. And the, the real smart people, regardless of how they feel, have just spent time thinking about it and wherever they land. So long as they've landed in an intelligent way there, I'm like, yeah, I'll respect your opinion. Yeah
0: this is this isn't even like an abortion thing but it is there's so many people who are born into like unhappy like lives yeah. that just they shouldn't be born into right where most of those people are where it's like they're they're not ready and then it goes back into the infrastructure and that's where I think the left is very correct. Yeah. Is like the problems in infrastructure in certain communities and things like that. Oh, I mean, you know, not to get uh, a little conspiracy. I love I hit one joint and now we're talking about politics. Yeah. But what? what not what? to get a little
1: conspiracy theorist on you, but uh, I imagine that the incentive uh, to prevent abortion uh, from these political parties is probably not based on an ideology, ideological one, not based on morals, not based on religion. I would imagine that the reason they are so opposed to it is because without abortion, you do get what you were saying, just people locked into poverty, right? Like like mother, like, you know, 16 year old mothers and things like, like essentially it just traps people in an inescapable environment where it's then that like, you know, that group that the controlling group can use that as their base.
0: Well, it's like hell. It's like health. It's they want to. They want, I hate saying this being a guy with a joint in his hand and being 24, not a doctor whatever, but they do want to keep you unhealthy. Yes. Like it's an easier way to make money. And it's, that's how everything is. It's a money making thing. So they, but you can learn how to be healthy like yeah there's ways to learn it's also expensive yes it's expensive to be healthy but it's also expensive in the long run to be unhealthy I know, because they like, keep you on yeah that and, trip, and, right? and i and i agree with
1: you but it's essentially um, like it there oh, there's I, I i guess i i guess it's called a parable i'm not entirely sure but it, essentially it's the the story of the poor man's shoes and the rich man's shoes right a rich man's shoes cost a lot more up front but they will last him 10 years a poor man's shoes cost way less but he has to they they wear out every year so after 10 years the rich man has saved money because his shoes have lasted 10 years while the poor man has had to buy shoes every year right and that's kind of what happens in these situations where it's like yes it's far more uh, it's far cheaper in the long run to live a healthier life, but in the immediate, it's you know it's it's not viable.
0: It's not like for, buying you know. a cheap car is more expensive because yeah. you're gonna have to put a ton of work into yeah. it. Like, yeah, like. But I also so I'm 24, mm-hmm. and I get off my parents' health insurance when I'm 26. When you t- the day you turn 26, the day yeah. you tw- turn 26, which is such like a weird. You can thank Obama for that, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, no, I know. No, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's such a weird thing because it's like, all right, you graduate the the system that they set up. Yeah, is that you gra- that they want you to set up? Not the they you graduate college when you're 21, and then you get from 21 to 26 to, to get a job to get a job to get health insurance. Yes. Yeah. and that's such a and the health insurance issue, and then it's like in mass like i'll speak of i'll speak on al al almost can't leave massachusetts because if he gets off mass health his medicine will be so expensive yeah that he wouldn't be able to afford to live wherever he lives and thank god we're in mass yeah and mass health is great but like that's not everywhere else
1: No, it's when I mean, you're you're the point you're making is that our health care system is fucked. And I think we can all agree with that.
0: And it is. And that goes back to like when I was younger, when I was in college and I hear all this like super lefty stuff and I go more to the right. It's like but that's not the 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 universal health care does matter. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense is affordable. Yeah, it is like well, seeing as like we're the
1: only country out of like the top 26 countries that isn't doing it and they're
0: doing fine. Something tells me we probably could do it. And we also are a like, pull them up by your bootstraps type country. Yeah. But uh, that does create. Yeah, but more and, than good stuff. Like, but that's the health doesn't that doesn't play into it. No, it's like, oh, you're
1: sick. Well, like, you know, just uh, stop being sick. That doesn't happen. Exactly, you know, yeah. and what like more than a pull them up by their bootstraps country, we're a country that likes to be the best. So that's what always surprises me. Is like, wouldn't we want to be number one in healthcare? Like, wouldn't we want to be the best when it came to like
0: everybody having access to all of these things and like. But this isn't even a conspiracy thought. But it's like, but it does go back to we are so unevolved where it's like we still do think that if we need to fight that's what's going to create the most success right like we almost want to you need have, a challenge we yeah. almost want to have a challenge we don't
1: want things given to us
0: yeah but i don't know like it's it's how different people deal with it that,
1: how much of that joint have you had like, only half i just love the But I also don't know, man. (laughs) I also isn't this a self help podcast?
0: What the hell are we talking about? This is a whatever podcast. Okay, all right. (laughs) But like, all right. So (laughs) you have a job. I do. A a good job. I like my job. Yeah. Do you feel like that holds you back from growing? No, uh, artistically.
1: No, um. I have a very interesting job where uh, I got this job as a freelancer uh, just because this guy was like 90% of my business already. And I was like, dude, why don't I just come work for you? Because I was getting tired of trying to get new business every month. It's a real pain in the ass when you're a freelancer. And so I was like, you're already doing, you're already paying most of my paycheck. uh, So why don't I just come work for you? Under the understanding is like, you're you're still going to get the same amount of hours from me Uh, He knew that I was a comedian. He knew that like, this is my real pursuit. And so he gives me as much flexibility as I need. Um, I take a pretty severe pay cut in terms of what's competitive in my industry for that. Right. So he gets a huge deal, getting someone with my talents for the cost. But in return, I get to go to open mics and shows and like, you know, pop out to Austin, Texas for a week, whenever I want to.
0: So we, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I didn't know that, yeah. that he, that is like a perfect. Scenario. Yeah. So I, I met this do guy. you have health insurance? And-
1: uh, I don't get health insurance through him. Okay. Uh, he offer he has to offer it, but because you know, we, it. it he has such a small company because I work w- with the owner of the company because no one else does what I do. There's no department for what I do. So i'm interfacing with him directly mm-hmm. um and in, because it's such a small company he does have to offer health insurance but he really can't, he doesn't get the deals that most larger companies get so i get i get
0: my health insurance to myself. okay yeah do you th- think it pulls away from your mental power to put into your art you mean like working
1: yeah yeah i mean uh the days that i have to work i'm far more exhausted like, I can't I don't really write jokes on the days that I'm working because, uh, you know, I'm aii I write computer code, which is just a complete different way of thinking. Uh, I would say there's some creativity to it, but it's just it's not really the same. Um, but in those days, like, yeah, I'll go. I might go to a show or I might watch a special and, you know, I'll go to an open mic and like do the material that I'm working on. So it might not be a writing day. Um and before I start working, I always try and write a joke like i've I've been doing that um that Jerry Seinfeld thing, trying and write one joke every day, and I've been pretty successful with that, but like ninety percent of it I just throw in the trash like it's all it's so garbage
0: i uh I ask that because so like during pandemic, I was paid through unemployment, yeah, and I was able to like. Do shit with work that. on your comedy yeah but i feel like that's kind of like a some people didn't do that some yeah. people got lazy when they were given incentive so yeah. then when i think about like the incentive basis you're talking about universal basic income yeah yeah it's like some people who like some people are gonna follow their shit but some people aren't it's just like everything else and it's like that should be their right i think at this point like i you know
1: it's a bit of a different take, I think. But I honestly think that we have evolved enough to as a, as a society to the people who don't want to work shouldn't have to work. Like, I think there's enough people who want to work. And I think we have may, maybe we're not there yet. Right. Maybe we need a little bit more automation for that to truly be achievable. But, you know, we like. Or even if they don't want to work, like at least or like give them jobs where they, they want. Right. Like, like you and I are both stand ups. Right. Like that's really what we want to do. Everything else we're doing is trying to help us fund doing comedy. Yeah. Um, And the argument could be made that comedy does fulfill a role in the society, like entertainment and things like that. And I feel like we should come to a place in society that allows people to just follow what they want to do, as opposed to what they have to do. Right. Like if you really don't want to work that hard, you shouldn't have. So we make enough, we make enough things. We provide enough service. There's enough available for people to just live the lives that they want. And like, I honestly think that is like the peak of human achievement. Like how great is it that we literally are so bountiful that people can do whatever the fuck they want to do. I mean, also, I'm sitting awesome, here listening awesome to this shit. All right, no, 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 give me one more point. Right, how awesome right. would it be to work in an office with no lazy people? Like services would be incredibly. Yeah, bad you're it. gonna be working in an office with no
0: people. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be you. I think no, people but that's what, You ever you. see Wally? Yeah, that is that is what that movie is about. It's like that's a, the point. If they're everyone making, yeah. is like everyone's just gonna be like. Yeah, but then... And this is where I do... I don't even know if this was on recording or off recording that we're talking about like spirituality and stuff, but I do feel like there really is a spiritual fulfillment that... Oh, this is going to sound so stupid and people... I hope no one ever cuts this and puts it like (laughs) 10 years from now, but there's a spiritual fulfillment that capitalism can't fill. Yeah, 100%. That working on yourself working out meditating being spiritually connected being one with nature uh going after a pursuit of what your higher power whatever everyone has that one thing that they want to do going after that is important and if people are just given the chance to not do that no,
1: no, no, that well, I
0: feel like will be more.
1: What I'm arguing for is give people the chance to do that. Like you're talking like Wally was essentially just people who are like, I'm never going to pursue anything. But I honestly feel like what really would happen is if you gave. And, you know, there's always that conversation. Money is no object. What would you do? Almost everybody you talk to, they won't say sit around my house and play video games. You know, like some of them might be like, I would take three weeks off just to fucking decompress. But when you give people
0: all they need, they will find something to fulfill themselves. Yeah, but literally fucking 20 minutes ago in this conversation, you were like, most people are stupid. Yeah. So I feel oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was talking about the interesting people again. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. But that most people are stupid. Yeah. And most people wouldn't do like this is so dumb, but I'm thinking about like the kids. Like if you're born to parents, like if we want to be the best. Yeah. If you're born to parents that are just like they go out to Cracker Barrel. I don't know why I said that. No, but the most a stu- of your rap when, audience when the you listen to hate. this podcast, when I say that most people are stupid, yeah, people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. When those people have kids, and they're, they're all, ra- and it is that idiocracy, like yeah. a thing that America cr- did create, a lot of good shit off the back of really horrible shit. Yeah. The pendulum swang the other way. Well, I also think a lot of people not that great shit only can be caused by horrible. Well,
1: shit. I think a lot of people who we would consider stupid also have the capacity to not be stupid anymore. It's not really a level of intelligence. It's more just like a, a capacity to look in yourself. Right. Like you're not the smartest guy I know. That's a given. <laughs> But I would call you incredibly intelligent because you're very <laughs> self reflective, right? Yeah. And I think
0: that's the most important think, element. <laughs> it's funny because, like, my high school I got a full ride to was like 70,000. I think I smoked myself into stupidity.
1: I honestly, so the jokes joke aside, I don't think you're that stupid. No, I'm, I really <laughs> don't. But that's how I beat you it, it, is just get real sad and serious <laughs> about it. Well, it takes. Some level of competence and intelligence a, you know, to like a, be so self reflective.
0: You really know, think I'm an idiot? Yeah,
1: dude. <laughs> i'm
0: using i'm the only all reason i agreed told to do this is because you offered me stanhope <laughs> tickets like i'm i'm using you <laughs> do you want me to show all the texts so and you're like hey can i do the podcast now man can i can't do the podcast oh, now? oh you thought that's what that was i was
1: just like hey i thought you wanted to do this like
0: <laughs> to be I'm
1: fair to keep my i asked open. girl
0: if she likes stanhope and she went who is that so i was like all right i'll bring jack <laughs> i guess i'll go with jack <laughs> what if i
1: was like who is
0: that like a- it would be but i do. i'm happy we get to do this it would be so rude if i did the podcast with you and i was like i'm gonna go hang out with another comedian now <laughs> we're gonna go no, it'd be that rude. i'd get it i i i feel very like all right we're, we're this is I was going to do a set tonight. Yeah. And now I'm going to a concert and probably still eke out a set. Where? Uh, it being... <laughs> no to yeah, no to one me. wants to listen. No one wants to this <later. laughs> No, but actually, all right. I said this on a podcast a few episodes ago and I'm yeah. changing lanes, but I really do believe this. When I was 16, actually 16, and I got in a really bad hockey accident and I found podcasting and it changed my life because people would just talk about whatever even dumb shit like oh what mic are you gonna hit later and that to me made me start being like oh that's how people think oh that's how I want to think oh I can learn from this the reason this is a self-help podcast is I know no one who actually is 13 to 16 is listening to this now yeah hopefully but also hopefully I hope one day a 16 year old who is like me listens to an episode of this and then be is like just how podcast podcasters saved my change, saved my life, changed my life. They hear it. And they're like, Oh, there's someone else who thinks like me who also wants to, the drive wants to do a podcast, go to a show and then still hit a mic. Yeah. Like, Oh, I know no one listened to this. Who's an adult really, but like, for me that changed my life yeah hearing that as a kid that people actually wanted to do that well and one of the things i love about podcasting is when you talk this long
1: you notice that people contradict themselves right like i've probably i mean i think you pointed out like i contradicted myself yeah, i
0: contradict myself all the time and that I, political talk was all dog
1: yeah, shit. well and i and i think that is an element of being a human person is like you will like Yeah. I hate hypocrites. Right. But at the same time, I recognize that I'm hypocritical myself and I work on trying to change that, but it just goes back to that thing. is like people are going to contradict themselves because at different points they feel different things. And what are we, but just word vomit machines.
0: And I know you feel this too, because you are an angry man. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's like some people in my past would say, Sam, He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And then you'll talk to like some other people. Yeah. They're like, and they're Fuck like, that guy. Yeah, he's an <laughs> asshole. He's a dickhead. Yeah. And it's like that can still stand. And I don't yeah. blame the people who don't and like And they're both me. right. They are both yeah. right because I have been an asshole in my past. Well, and- but the reason this is a self help podcast is because every day I do try to be my best self. It's all you can do. And you got to forgive yourself
1: when you're not, you know, it's some, but you can't get too good at forgiving yourself when you're not. Cause then you just become a pile of shit.
0: No, but hate it. I keep saying this and I don't agree with it. So people listening, I don't want them to see this as a bad way, but I say it and it's in truth, like self-hatred, yeah. not self-hatred to the point where it's like you do things to hurt yourself not in a physical way, but yeah. like in your life, but I, self-hatred I would put it more, pushes I would
1: more my self discomfort, self discomfort yeah. pushes
0: you to be better.
1: Like yeah. when you're uncomfortable with something about you uh, and you can love your because a big part of it. And that's why I say not hatred is you need to love yourself enough to take care of yourself. Yeah. Right. Because that's what you're doing. Like you actually, you know, you're so full of yourself <laughs> <laughs> no all right but it's like when you get you gotta love yourself enough to want to change you know yeah. like when you don't like something about yourself you need to it's it's like caring for somebody enough to give them the parameters to do that change but it's just for yourself
0: but it, it, i like i am selfish and i say that in helping others is the most selfish thing because yeah that makes because it gives you it helps huge you right? morality boner and like, it yeah. helps you like then I want to create a spider web a network of people. The only reason I do two episodes a week of this is when yeah. I was doing one episode a week, I wasn't meeting enough people. I got like, you. I want to meet as many cool people and then give people like you chances to. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fuck you, Sam. <laughs> I know. I want to meet as many cool people and talk to as many people that my spider web is so big. Like, yeah. I'm an only child. Yeah. I, I remember. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> i dated a girl once and this is so sad yeah that it's not true but when she told me she was like my dad's an only only child so when his parents die he has no one oh, fuck. i was like but what about you like no i no. <laughs> guess a pile of shit so <laughs> that i was started to think about that it's like when my parents die i'll have no one but that's not true because some of my closest family yeah. aren't blood did you ever hear about this book called the seven habits of highly effective people yes yeah it's so, on my
1: list of books yeah I so need i care. read like two chapters and it's a great book you should it, all-
0: <laughs> it seems like you've read two chapters of yeah, a self-help book yeah, and yeah. gave up. <laughs> well
1: I, I found it interesting but it's just like i hate reading things like that It just takes so long i you like know? the audiobook yeah i, I enjoy good audio book so i would but i was reading it and he got He got to this section and it's actually the section that made me put it down and just never pick it up again because it just got me thinking for so long. And I was like, I need to get out of this idea before I pick it up again. (laughs) But he was just like, all right, when you die, who is going to be at your funeral and what are they going to say? And I sat on that for so. I mean, particularly back then, because I did hate myself when I read the book. Like I was in such a deep depression. It's just gonna
0: be Abby because she doesn't want your family. <laughs> no, this to take before the money. I knew Abby, <laughs> like this
1: is. Yeah. I mean, she better fucking be there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love my wife and wind, we... <laughs> but uh, it that that struck with me a lot because he's like that is you know it's a way to kind of. Decide what you want your life to be. Who's going to be there? And what do you want them to say?
0: I. Uh, I had. A friend. Pass last year. And it was my first friend. That first, I like was a close in. person. It, yeah, yeah. Like I had a friend, one of my really close friends in high school, died but we weren't close when it happened yeah a friend that died i was close with and um that was about a year ago a little less and then this past week her sister died too damn and uh that one really oh yeah that one really hit me hard because i was close with both of them and um i went to the the and they were both hot the too, way. So i'm sorry i couldn't <laughs> I it was too no. uncomfortable
1: it was too- <laughs> I, didn't, I like to be i'm trying to be serious <laughs> no
0: i'm sorry please keep keep going <laughs> i'm gonna this make this really even more <laughs> uncomfortable i'll make this even more uncomfortable now but there was a lot of I couldn't help myself. there was a lot of people there that were hey kitty cat oh, she's like cake. She was sorry, yeah. She had to be let out at some point. She no, was she was gone. like, yeah. it's uncomfortable now. <laughs> yeah, I need to I need to break this up. But when I there was a lot of love and outpour there. And not for nothing, but I don't know. When I uh when I thought about things like that. Yeah. I thought of them in a bad way. Yeah, you're talking about like the what, like like services, wakes, like I yeah, and they are horrible and emotional but now that i'm older and i can like emotionally handle those things yeah i realize how beautiful it is oh yeah the outpouring of and this is so dumb but it was at 9 30 in the morning and i like it did cross my mind like do you really want to wake up early for that <laughs> like i'm serious like like i know it's silly but like it was oh, yeah, like it's a, and i did and i'm happy i did because like I do want, the, I want everyone to, when I die, have good memories yeah. of myself. I think positively of you. People make fun of me so much, but one of my favorite shows in the whole world is Grace and Frankie. I don't know, you know? I'm, I'm not aware it's of it. It's Lily Tomlin and, yeah. um... See. Can't help you. Shit. Because you're you're literally telling me about this show. It's about two old women yeah. whose h- old husbands left each other for each other. They oh, went okay. Gay. Yeah. And now the two women, it's just their adventures. Mm. It's on Netflix. Jane Fonda? Yeah, Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda yeah. and Lily Tomlin. And it's okay. I, it's such a good show. It really is. It's beautiful. It's yeah. funny. I it's really good. I laugh, I cry, whatever. Yeah. But they had this scene in it where the two old men they're gay yeah, and they're talking about heaven and hell and they're talking about like what heaven and hell is and if they're going to go to hell and their pastor was saying that heaven is the idea that you leave behind and hell is the idea that you leave behind Hmm. so if you a lot of people think badly about you when you pass then you're going to forever live in hell right because it's your memory but if yeah. everyone's think if there's a lot of love and positivity and everyone thinks positively of you, mm. then that you're going to forever be in heaven. Right. And maybe that's just like a silly way. But I do think about yeah, that. I mean, in like
1: a real way. Yeah, it does. It, it makes sense. Right. Because what is the incentive? Uh, like, what is what are the prerequisites of getting into heaven Is being a good person? And then what's the byproduct of being a good person Is you live in the uh, a positive memory of people after you go. So I do, it makes sense. It's a, it's a kind of a cool way to
0: think about it. Are but. you spiritual at all? Are you athe I feel like you give off atheist, <laughs> vibes. you give <laughs> off. <laughs> I don't give a shit about anything, but
1: um, I, so I'm not actually an atheist. I was for a while. Uh, I'm more of an ag- agnostic now just because, um, you know, I cannot definitively prove, uh, the non-existence of a creator like there is no way to i i think prove that at least with the technology we have now um do i believe in like a a christian god right even though you know i, was, I went to catholic school no
0: um yeah no that's all does
1: yeah or, or if like he does exist like he better
0: fucking let me into heaven i saw buddha i didn't see white <laughs> jesus <laughs> That joke never worked. (laughs) I was in this joke where it's like, I thought I was going to see white Jesus. It's (laughs) not a bad, but I,
1: uh, I, I don't know. I had so many, like, actually one of the bits that i like a joke that i've been working on for a while is like if, if if like the catholic people like at my school really wanted me to believe in their religion then they shouldn't have forced me to read the bible
0: because <laughs> like the more i read it the more i was like
1: this god guy's kind of fucking crazy you when know? i was
0: like see i you know you go back i had this old bin i i would i'm not this type of comedian mm. but when i, I was like If Harry Potter was written when the Bible was written, like that's what people would follow. It was just like the dopest book for that time. Who was it? It was like, that's just the best book.
1: I don't don't want to falsely attribute this quote to anybody. So I'll just say it was like one of the smart or one of our smart science guys who's on a lot of shows. Um, But he made this point that I really that really stuck with me. He goes, if all of human knowledge disappeared tomorrow, like the entirety of humanity. And it was just like we went back to like cavemen science would all come back the same way, but religion would be different. And and like in that sense, I've always felt true. It's like religion are stories that we've told ourselves to make ourselves feel better. And does some being that exists like is there a being that exists that we don't comprehend that might be responsible for some of the things that happen? Maybe. But this this whole this whole sense of like the the organized religions and what they like, even if maybe those were started with pure intentions from the original creator that might exist. And I think they've been so bastardized to this point that they really don't fulfill any value except for some f- small sense of community at a local town level.
0: I agree. With you the- could have gotten that some other way. Are you bowling. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, do, agree. Bowling I do agree. I do agree with that about it coming back religion coming back different Mm. but and i feel like this goes back to the like there is a spiritual fulfillment and that would come back the same and that's what we need to focus on Mm. or not we i think people do need to focus on like getting their fucking self in line it's like so many people are depressed so many people are sad And that's real. And there's are things that you can do to pull yourself out I mean, I do think religion solves that to a degree.
1: Like you're talking about, you know, spirituality in the sense of self-reflection and self-improvement. Like, I do think religion has accidentally done that occasionally. Like, you know, uh, in Islam, you have to you have to pray five times a day. Right. So that's that's five times a day you spend with yourself, with your own thoughts. Right. What is that? But not like a sense of meditation. You know, like they need to introduce God there. But at the same time, it is a, a point of self-reflection. But the Catholics, they have confession, right? Where they really need to reflect on the things they did wrong. Uh, would depend, you know, Catholics are encouraged to go to a confession once a week. So it's like the things that you did wrong in the last week, right? Which is, again, another sen, uh, uh, another version of self-reflection and kind of trying an attempt of self-improvement. So there are those elements. And I agree with you. I think those elements are important. Do you need to buy into the rest of all of that to achieve them. No, I don't think you do. And also if, uh, if I end up, you were talking about heaven and hell, I've always felt like, cause I was, that's always a big fear. If you're raised Catholic, like I was, and you decide to renounce your religion, one of the big fears, no matter how smart you are, no matter how much you rationalize it, one of the fears you have to deal with is, am I going to go to hell for this? All right? Because that is put in that fear of hell is put into you early. And so I really, I was, I think I was 17 when I was like, am I going to renounce my religion? I was like, Oh fuck. What if I go to hell? And I thought about it for like three weeks, maybe, maybe four. And finally, Oh, I finally, the conclusion I came to was like, you know what? If God puts me in hell, he's an asshole and I'm going to want to be in hell on principle. (laughs) (laughs) because if he does exist and he created me this way then he created me to become a person who's not religious yeah and so if you make me this way and then i show up and you're like well you weren't religious so you're like fuck you motherfucker you made me this way cuz as
0: long as you really do believe you're trying to be your best yeah. self then that's all that matters that's all that matters but you did buy a hellcat
1: well she's adorable look at her
0: she's i do want to keep talking cutlet. to you yeah. But we have yeah, to, get we, to we, Yeah, we have
1: we have to wrap up. But this is I mean, I didn't even know what we were supposed to talk about. So I hope this was uh, This is great. Okay. I, I, great. I hope I, I I served the role properly.
0: Don't listen to the Tiny Halls podcast. <laughs> Don't follow Don't, him. Not good. lick my halls. Lick my halls on Instagram. Do you have
1: anything else to plug? No, just uh, lick my halls on Instagram and uh, Tiny Halls on Instagram and
0: you're good. Peace out, everyone. Thank you, everybody.